0: Welcome to the podcast, Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride. I am joined by a new co-host today. Not going to call him a special guest. He's been a a friend to the podcast. He he signs my checks. Uh, And I've got Steve Georgie in the office today because Mike is out. Thank you for joining me, Steve. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on here today. Luckily... You join me on a day when we've got something to talk about. <laughs>
1: it's been the, exciting, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> the USDA report today—just a month ago. Yeah. Think about where we were a month ago. It was all doom and gloom. When is the market going to start to price in weather? We had huge ending sacks, almost 2.5 billion on on carryout for new crop corn today. The USDA actually exceeded expectations by the trade. We brought the uh, the ending stocks down to one point, just shy of one point seven now. Yeah, you know, with with
1: us breaking that, you know, or this, the numbers coming out, one point six seven five is the number for corn now that we're using. It is absolutely amazing. They shaved off almost
0: nine hundred million bushel just in one swat of a pencil. And well and how did they get to that number because I know there were there were some changes and you're probably mm-hmm. going to have a fight about they didn't make enough changes or they didn't they didn't tweak this number enough. You know we're
1: still trying to discover though where where are we you know as, as you took a lot of phone calls today, so did I a lot of guys are still trying to make some decisions whether or not they're taking preventative plant. Where are we as far as that And then of course we saw good to excellent ratings yesterday and that number's still a little bit light. But when you look at this, how did USDA get to these numbers? Big thing is is that the reduction now ten bushels off of trendline yield, and so as you mentioned, a lot of guys want to argue that. And hey, it's there's more than this. That it just should be more. It's still a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. But a 166 average yield right now for for corn, that still may be a little bit too ambitious. But not only that, the other thing that, that got us to the point where we're at here today is the fact that they did lower some yield. They took almost 3 million uh, acres off of that. As I think everybody knows, that number is still too light as well. Mm-hmm. So this $1.675 carry carryout for new crop – Probably needs to be lowered yet, but when will
0: USDA recognize right. that? Well, as of as of yesterday, you know the the planting progress number eighty three percent implies that we are light by just about sixteen million acres off of the yeah, March twenty ninth acreage report.
1: Yeah, you know, and that is a big big number yet. So that still has to hit this market. That still is going to make more excitement here but what does that mean for price though and that's really what this comes down to we saw a big jump today but we still did not make new highs yet
0: well let's let's table the talk about uh, uh corn for right now because i think there's more and and you kind of led into it but let's yeah. let's leave that for right now let's go to the to the beans and the wheat let's talk about that we'll circle back around to finish it out with the corn because that's the exciting thing at this point yeah. beans didn't do themselves any favors on this report usda didn't do anybody any favors we're now above a billion carry on old crop and new crop beans yeah you know and but the thing with the beans and i think everybody's known that
1: beans still finished just about unchanged maybe Mm -hmm. a little higher yep you know why weren't we drastically lower if we're talking over a billion carryout for soybeans i mean this market should be down pretty hard Mm -hmm. but yet still finding some support but i think this was just a stepping stone uh for maybe some further cuts that need to happen here in the future. We didn't address any yield. We didn't address any kind of acreage issues. What we did address today was the lack of demand. And so that did shift. Right. And that pushed old crop and new crop above that billion mark uh,
0: for the first time. And that's should be a pretty negative number, well, but we didn't ex- see that happen. Exactly. And with, with where we stand, on bean plantings, we're about where we were a month ago for corn plantings, where you still have three or four weeks left before you really cut off bean plantings. So being at around 60% planted, there's still time. But, man, looking at that forecast, it's not doing mm. anybody any favors in the next two weeks. No, that forecast is really wet. The way it sits
1: right now, the one-to-five day, inviting more rain, but it's the six-to-ten-day forecast forecast. They had uh, a guy down in Missouri telling me this morning uh, that if they do end up getting these rains, some areas looking for close to 8 to 9 inches of rain, he called that a toad strangler. And that was one thing that I started laughing about. And he goes, man, this is going to be this toad strangler. And that's something that, yes, it's happening, but th- this is this is too much. On top of, if it's just a normal spring, though, right. You know, we've seen a lot of big mm-hmm. rains during yeah. spring, but yeah. now we're talking saturated soils already we've got abundant supply of moisture already right. and now we're going to add more this is going to create more of a problem on top of what we currently
0: well, have well and and the other thing to think about here is beans are a light sensitive plant yeah if we're having all these storms and all these overcast days and beans are just now getting out of the ground it might be a little a little while before we really see those those beans take off if we don't get any real good light on them. You know, and
1: this is where I think next week, now that we're over 50% planted for beans, we should end up seeing our first good excellent rating for soybeans next week. We saw what happened with corn, corn sitting at 59% good excellent. What does that mean for beans? And as we know the conditions that beans are going in the ground aren't the most ideal conditions. Right. And not only that, on top of that, we've got some more weather issues coming. So you can't think that they're going to start off very good either. And so as we were mentioning about these cuts that USDA were making today for corn you've got to assume those cuts are still coming here for soybeans and that's why we've got a little bit of support underneath these beans right now
0: right and then do you i mean obviously with a friendly report out of the corn and you know you could you could say wheat was definitely mm-hmm. had had some friendly uh, friendliness to it that probably helped to pull that, uh, pull those beans off those lows and and bring them back to you know a couple of cents higher. I think they finished you know a penny or so higher. But you know we've got we've got some concerns with demand. What? Yeah. Where do you see us? do we Do we get something done here at the end of the month as the as we roll around to the G20? Do you think that the the two presidents of you know the United States here and, and China over there are gonna get together and actually do something, or do you think this is just more of a let's take some pictures and then we'll we'll get back to actually working you know in a couple of months?
1: I kind of feel I mean just my own opinion, but I feel like this G20 summit will be a big hype. Um, I don't believe anything is going to get done here. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to kick the can on everything uh, as far as more of the, the the trade relation between the U.S. and China. I don't see something getting done here at this point. Um, but it's going to be a media frenzy. And the thing with the soybeans, though, as we continue to talk about trade and you continue to talk about uh, these issues with China, is that as that comes across the media, that is still has more of a negative tone. Then it does a positive tone, mm-hmm. and so doesn't matter if it's corn or beans or wheat. That negative tone that comes across still reminds us that we're in this, we're in a trade war right now. And of course, if we get more threats of putting more tariffs onto China, which we've seen, that may have more of a negative effect than we think, and may end up kind of stopping this this rally or or uh, you know just excitement out of the grain markets. Right that we've got right now it may put a stop on that for a little bit.
0: Well, and we're not even out of the woods on this Mexico thing either. No. I mean, that's, you know, we we got around it uh, this weekend, but it, you know, the president's already said, listen, yeah. if we can't if they can't pass it through their legislation, tariffs are going into place. We yeah. may have put a, a stopgap on it right now. We've got a we've got a deal figured out. However, okay. Well, Mexico's one of our top buyers for corn. For mm-hmm. beans. You know, it's it, that makes a big difference. And and I think for right now you're I mean you're absolutely right. There is, there is potential for upside in beans. As bearish as everybody is, there's potential out there because we have all this rain out there. We have yeah. all these unknowns, you know, that we're finally getting to see coming sure. to fruition on corn, but now we're starting to see those unknowns play into the bean the bean market.
1: You know, not only that with beans, we saw what USDA did today for corn. Mm-hmm. And how much they cut as far as the yield, as far as acreage. And they made that adjustment. As I mentioned, it was almost 900 million bushel. Yes, we're sitting at a billion. This may be the biggest number that we get for soybeans as far as carryout for the entire year. So we start seeing some of these cuts. It doesn't take a lot. If we start seeing yields cut, maybe they cut it four, maybe five bushel. Sure. But what that does on top of that acreage, we can cut that down very fast. Sure. And this carryout number could drop pretty quickly as well for beans if we start seeing some of these revisions you know, that we've had. And that's where, with soybeans, expect to see very choppy markets, expect to see a lot of volatility. But if we're going to talk trade and take that political side of things – the political side is still just a weight that is on top of these beans, sure. and will be this weight no matter what kind of cuts we get out of USDA. And so, that political side is something that we got to keep in mind, no matter what we get on a fundamental front.
0: Right now, looking looking at the wheat, we've got we had a, a minor uh, decrease in old crop. Mm-hmm. I think of about twenty five yeah. million bushels. Uh, old, new crop was down about seventy million bushels, something like that. Um, still. Still bearish numbers, still big stocks, uh one point one billion somewhere around there for, for mm-hmm. old and new crop. How much do you think we're going to see with issues as we move into the latter half of June, which starts this week already, jeez. Yeah. Um and as we head towards July, these guys are, are, you know, shifting their focus from getting things planted to harvest. Yeah what's what what's your thought there because there's been an awful lot of rain down in the wheat belt. You know, there's there's been a lot of rain
1: and there continues to look like there's even more rain coming. It doesn't seem like it's letting up. And so the big thing for 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 wheat when we look at that, yes, massive amount of carryout. We've had this now for several years. Globally, we are not tight on any kind of wheat stocks. And so when we look at that, that is still a bearish scenario, yes. But What is going to happen now is we're going to get into more of a quality concern. And so week after week, when we start seeing these quality numbers and condition numbers for wheat, that's going to be really important. Mm -hmm. And those types of numbers still could end up grinding this market higher just on a sense that maybe our quality isn't quite there. Because then what do you do with it? Right. You know, but we still have seen demand pick up a little bit. That's where the shift had come in today. Mm -hmm. So demand has picked up a little bit for wheat. But if that demand can pick up, we know that when we look at some of these global numbers, uh, Russia's supply or going to be supply and what they're estimating has been getting smaller. And so maybe that'll boost our demand a little bit. But if we're starting to see quality concerns, that's not a good thing either. And so we got to find a spot for that. That could keep some support underneath this market. But the rain, no matter whether or not you're talking corn, beans, or now wheat, the rain is too much. And that could be supportive for all these markets.
0: Sure. All right. Let's go back to uh, to our conversation about corn because that's yeah. uh, you know that has been the number one topic of conversation for the last four weeks. Yeah. Uh, ever since we had the last USDA report, the following Monday, we put in a uh, a key reversal and the market took off. Given today's numbers. What are we thinking as far as potential for this for this market? Are we going to think that we could see a five in front of this thing? Mm-hmm. What's the real the What's the realistic expectation for corn at this time?
1: You know, Greg. You know just as much as I do. You know, we've got two crops still. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are getting real excited. They're getting excited about this new crop number that it has to go up. And, and I mean, you're, you're hearing some numbers out there that are just well, They're a lot higher than what we've seen for the last several years. But there is also, there's a new crop issue, which we know, and now we've got an old crop problem, too. We're sitting close to $2.2 $2 carry out for old crop. And so now we're coming up to the end of July, right, or the end of June. But these July contracts, anybody that's got a July basis contract needs to make some sales by the end of this month, mm-hmm. or have at least a price locked in by the end of this month. And so bankers now are looking at that. And Greg, they're saying, hey, get your
0: bills paid. Well, Pay down some bills, make some sales, sell have, some of this cash corn. Have you heard some of the same things I have? You've got all these ethanol plants yeah. uh, that are calling and saying, hey, we're going to go 15 over. We're going 25 over, 30 mm-hmm. over. And they're still being turned down. I talked to a customer today that said they talked to uh, to their person over at, uh, at Poet, and they'd seen five trucks that day. Yeah, Five trucks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not good. If everybody's saying, "Well, you know what? I've got it in the bin. Prices are going up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna close my eyes to it and put my blinders on because the prices are going up. Eventually, I'll, I'll have enough that I can sell it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it'll go up to four seventy five for old crop, and I can. I can do something with that.
1: Well, that's the hope, right?
0: These yeah, guys want to
1: ha- hang on to it. <laughs> they're opium. But, you know, it is, that is the hope. That is what they're saying. Hey, I'm going to hang on to this because if I'm not going to have it as far as new crop, at least I got my old crop, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, is that a lot of people are doing the exact same thing. And we know in this industry, when you get everybody doing the exact same thing, that's really not a good thing. Right. That boat gets loaded on one side and you tend to see that tip over. Yeah. But it is a concern. We just had some pretty bullish numbers today. Why didn't we come in and make some new highs?
0: Right. We didn't even attempt. No, there was and, and no no. We're shot still at.
1: ten cents away from where we have been yep. uh, from these current highs. But this cash grain and, and getting that forced out of the farmer's hand needs to happen, I think, before our markets can really take this next step higher. Sure. And so we're in this process right now, where if you do have cash grain on hand, make some sales. Yeah. Sell it. Pay down some. You're bills. profitable. That's right. and But also, satisfy your banker, though, too. Sure. Get some of this taken care of. That way, we can start working on new crop. If that means that whatever you have planted or not, uh, you could either reown it on paper versus having it in the bin, however it has to be, depending upon what the market's going to do. Right. But that new crop focus right now, everyone's staring at that, with old crop right now really being kind of at the front of it. But that's the big grill in the room right now because there is still 2.2 billion carry out of corn we need to try to work through that first before new crop can really take this next step.
0: Well, I think what and and you've do, you've already kind of hit on this, but I think what a lot of a lot of guys especially in the eastern corn belt are talking about is there's a lot of uh, livestock in that area. You've got mm-hmm. poultry, you've got dairy, uh, even you know just uh, hogs and and even live cattle. There the concern is that and and this is not necessarily a concern for the row cropper yep. but this is a concern for the uh, for the livestock industry is they're going to be deficient on corn yep. and these guys thinking that you know what if this corn market really really goes in new crop and we're going to be short on corn in this area i'm going to clean up this winter and this yep. and or this fall and this winter because there's not going to be enough to feed these animals and that's yep. where they're, you know, they're kind of hanging out for it. But the the risk is all sitting in the bin. Take that risk off your off your table. Mm-hmm. Shoot, it's it's ridiculous how much how much is out there. I mean, the number continues to grow. Two point two now. Yeah. So
1: well, the higher we go right now, the more it shuts demand off. Yeah. You know, so our export sales become less and less the, the further the faster we go higher at this point. Right. And so, and that's that's going to happen. But that was also going to make this old crop number continue to balloon as we go through the rest of the marketing season.
0: And at this point, you've got to think that part of that demand issue mm-hmm. is not being able to get it to the to port. Yeah. You know, the, the rivers are – I mean, the, the Mississippi River was just shut down uh, over by St. Louis. Yep. And, I mean, you've got all sorts of river issues right now that you can't get down to to the delta – Right or whether it's going, you know, it, there's been so much flooding in, in some of the plains that you can't even rail because right. there's so much so much water out there.
1: And the thing to remember is that if we can't move this grain and we can't we can't get rid of this grain, that's a problem. That means this grain is not worth as much. Yeah, that demand has become less, right. and so that is something that needs to be a, a very much aware of here as we move into the next few weeks with all this rain coming again right
0: well let's uh let's wrap it up steve i definitely appreciate you stepping in for mike today always good to have you on i'm glad to um, be on today i mean like i said you picked a great day to, to <laughs> a lot step to talk in. about yeah uh, you know it's not it's not boring markets right now and that's one of the things you know as we as we work through that uh, the end of winter and the beginning of spring it was like oh man when are we going to finally do something well, yeah. here we are. We're doing something. Let's <laughs> get is. excited. Let's you know keep talking to your brokers. Uh, I want everybody to to join us uh, as we move forward. We do have some popular, fun guest hosts on coming up. Not just Steve. Steve is great. <laughs> we love Steve, but we are going to have Machinery Pete. We've got a farmer uh, called the Millennial Farmer from. Minnesota. That's going to join us. We've got uh, we've got some more lined up. So this is going to be a great uh, a great summer. We're going to be talking uh, talking a lot of markets. We're going to be talking to uh, to some specialty people. Like I said, machinery Pete will be on. We'll get a a feel of how things look from a younger farmer's perspective, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you on if uh, and listening to us. Uh, Steve, why don't you uh, do Mike's job and, and tell us uh, tell everybody how to get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us. You can either give us a call. We're always here at
1: 800-262-7538, online at allendale-inc.com, but check us out on Twitter as well. We're very active on that too. So thanks again, though, guys, for having me on.